The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. The Bride of the Year show is kicking off in the RDS this weekend with the usual host of speakers, events, workshops and all of the rest of it. And it begs a question about how that market is going, particularly when we are hearing about cost increases for everything else, whether or not those cost increases and inflationary pressures are having an effect on the wedding market. With us is wedding planner Tara Fay, who has been helping their uh, couples with their big day for several decades at this point. Tara, how is the market for destination weddings? Destination weddings are always going to be popular. I think some people are under the misconception sometimes that having a destination wedding is going to reduce your numbers. But in the last few years, people are just like dying to go off to some party somewhere. Um, So they are, you don't necessarily reduce your numbers by having a destination wedding, but Ireland can be a destination as well for, so outside your, a destination wedding is characterised as a wedding where the couple are travelling 50 miles outside of where they live. Oh, so if you're inside the pale and you go to Galway, that counts as a destination Correct. wedding. So Ireland as a destination then, how well do we do in the global league tables? We do incredibly well. Like we outperform many of our European neighbours for the size. So we would be listed in the top 10 destinations worldwide um, as a location for destination weddings. And that is like we're up against... Um, Italy, we're up against South France, the islands in the Mediterranean, Far East, all of the different places. We are incredibly popular, um, not just people, with North America, but also um, the Far East. Is it is it our geographic location and the beauty of our landscapes that brings people over? Or is it that we have really good fancy five star hotels and that they're effectively staying in them? It's a bit of everything. It's actually the people that everybody talks about. Like we say, you're not coming to Ireland for the weather. Definitely not. Um, so it is more the feeling that people get when they're here. And also the hospital. We do hospitality incredibly well in this country. And also people love a party. And our food. Everybody knocks the food. But food, I always say it's our dirty little secret in this country. We do really, really good food for weddings. How much are these people paying? It has nothing to do with that. What do you mean? Of course it has something to do with it. They're not coming over. Nobody's feeding them for altruism. And also the other thing is they're getting really good value compared to It's going to cost them a fortune though, isn't it? It's not necessarily. Like there are people that do 50 person weddings and they are a 100 person wedding and they're going to be paying the same as an average wedding in this country. What are you finding in terms of um, impact on the market? Because we of course came through COVID and we're now coming back out of it. What has that done in relation to both weddings happening and the wedding business? So in 2022, we essentially had to shoehorn two and a half years into nine months um, from also our destination weddings coming in and also our local weddings and then people celebrating wedding parties and every other type of event. So that I think anybody who survived 22 in terms of their energy levels or just the ability to even speak to somebody um, went through 23, was still really, really busy. And then towards the end of last year, everybody was really worried that 24 was going to be a very slow year. And we were calling it the engagement gap. So all of the people that didn't get to uh, meet during COVID, never got a chance to go out, didn't get together, <clears throat> didn't do the dating, so consequently didn't get engaged. But now it has um, sped up and 24 is going to be a busy year and 25 particularly busy again as well. So does that mean then that it it isn't, if you take the COVID lag in dating, there isn't that two year gap just 
continuing out into the future. They have compressed the subsequent activity. They've gone through dating and, and engagements they've just, quicker. They've sped it all up. It's, really? on, it's on two times the speed. Yes. And at the end of that, has it changed what people are looking for in weddings? Are people looking for small and fast now because they've had to compress their timeframes? Or is there a sense like with everything else of post-COVID escapism? Let's go big. It's not necessarily big, but it's more about the guest experience. So it's very much um, experiential for guests, how their guests are going to feel, the time they're going to get to stay with their guests. So everybody was saying about, you know, the two, the two day, three day weddings. They're nearly the norm now because people want to spend time with people. Do they really? They do. Do they? they think do they the do. guests think? Well, yeah, oh, great, guest, I'm at but this you're for a guest. Two you're Jay. So you don't want to have to go <laughs> to another wedding. That's probably it. But if you think of the demographic of the people we're talking about, and they're talking about they have to go to seven, eight, nine weddings this year, and that's probably why people have the impression that destination weddings are so great because they're going to cut their numbers down. They're going to spend a load of time Big Brother style with people. They're going to rent a villa. They're going to have a pool party, and they're going to have a great time. Reality, it's not always like that. Text saying, I'm planning a small ceremony in Italy and hoping the distance will put people off coming. To be honest, I only want as few people as possible there. Another, my friend is having two weddings, one ceremony in Ireland and one in Spain. The best of both worlds. Another, after sweating bricks at my friend's wedding in Portugal, I'm not keen to go to any more destination weddings. How much do you spend on a destination wedding? There is a fallacy that you're going to spend a lot less, but then there less. are the less going to a destination wedding as a couple planning it because they think they're going to get better value. They think they're going to reduce their numbers. Doesn't always happen that way because, you know, at the end of the day, you start with your guest list. Your guest list is your guest list regardless. Do never, never assume that you're going to drop 20%. It doesn't always happen. And then there are lots of hidden costs with destination weddings. People don't factor in the cost of their flights, having to go over to do all of the meetings, go for tastings, do trials, everything like that. So you're not, necessarily saving a huge amount if you do it as a cost per guest. So I always talk to our couples about our cost per guest and they go, what do you mean by that? And I'm going, that is the cost to put that person's bum on the seat at your wedding. Do you like them X amount to do to invite them? And if you don't, they shouldn't be on your list. In the but they have to place. pick up their own airfare, don't they? They have to pick up their own. Exactly. Yes. And they pick up their own hotel bills when they get they there. Do, yeah. So unless that Yeesh. a couple um, maybe for their bridal party will pay for the bridal party. So they so have to much? ask. I want to go to Portugal, <laughs> have an L wedding, throw 100 people into Portugal. How much will it cost you me? See, sometimes you can get it. You can do have really good value, but it's much lower, um, lower number. And maybe it's, you know, it's 30, 40,000 euro. <laughs> For destination. Yeah. But I mean, destination weddings as well, you can spend 100,000, 200,000, but you can spend that anywhere as well. It do is people not actually spend 200 grand on a wedding? They do. Genuinely? Genuinely. Like the price of a house? It's well, a house in Leitrim, but a house nonetheless. <laughs> and the rest as well. And that is why so I should say I'm not disparaging so Leitrim. There was a study last week that showed that house prices were cheapest in Leitrim. So it's the only place you'll get a new one in and around the two. But that is why but Ireland is so popular for destination weddings because they're getting much better value compared to North America. So if you want to get bang for buck, where do you spend your money and where do you save your money? So I would ask a different question. I would say, what is important okay. to you as a couple and you spend your money on that? Okay, what about my question? Because I quite liked it. <laughs> 
So you spend your money on the things like you spend, if food is important to you, you spend the money on the food and you don't spend it on all of the other decor bits. If decor is really important to you, so it is, you can save, you can always save money on weddings. But do you remember the Quinns with their 100 grand wedding cake? Is, is, are there certain things like that where you can go, look, you can get a cheapo cake, you throw it a couple of layers, you spend a But you can get a cake on. for display purpose that you're never going to cut. I mean, reality is people are, you're not going to necessarily sometimes cut the cake. People, people like cakes cake. they don't eat. Yeah. Genuine, really? Genuinely, they have cakes they don't eat. Like some people love have love cheese. So I go, is cake, do you like cake? If you love cake, have a cake. If you don't love cake, have cheese or don't have a cake. I'm not like all the cake makers will hate me now. Is it like a rental like, cake or do you get one made specially that isn't a fake cake? You can have a fake cake made. You're not necessarily going to save on Does it. Does anybody not sit around looking at it going, is any, are we going to eat that like, at any point? You, how many times have you ever seen a cake being cut in front of you? I think I've only been to three weddings and I recall there was a cake cut in at least one of them. Yeah, but how much of the cake was cut? I, I can't now recall. You see, sometimes there will be a... It'll a, be partially it'll fake. It'll be partially fake. Yeah. So if you want to get in, if somebody is coming to you and saying, look, I'm going to put myself entirely in your hands. I'm going to um, give you carte blanche. Would you recommend to exploit what we have in Ireland or would you say, I'm going to send you to Mauritius? I would say, what is important to you? What is important for your guests? And how much do you want to spend? And let's look at your guest numbers and try and and how much look at and make the best use of your budget. And that's what, like, if you are doing a destination wedding, you should always book a planner locally or a planner that you know and bring them with you because they are going to save you their fee in the mistakes that you're going to make. If somebody wants to get hold of you, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me at tarafay.ie. Tara, thank you very much. Didn't get to, uh, meet during COVID, never got a chance to go out, didn't get together, <clears throat> didn't do the dating, so consequently didn't get engaged. But now it has um, sped up and 24 is going to be a busy year and 25 particularly busy again as well. So does that mean then that it, it isn't, if you take the COVID la- lag in dating, there isn't that two year gap just continuing out into the future they have compressed this subsequent activity they've gone through dating and, and engagements they've just, quicker they've sped it all up it's, really? on, it's on two times the speed yes and at the end of that has it changed what people are looking for in weddings are people looking for small and fast now because they've had to compress their time frames or is there a sense like with everything else of post-COVID escapism let's go big it's not necessarily big, but it's more about the guest experience. So it's very much um, experiential for guests, how their guests are going to feel, the time they're going to get to stay with their guests. So everybody was saying about, you know, the two, the two day, three day weddings. They're nearly the norm now because people want to spend time with people. Do they really? They do. Do they? they think do they the do. guests think, well, yeah, oh a great, guest, I'm at but this you're a guest, two you're jaded, days. So you don't want to have to go to another <laughs> wedding. That's probably it. But if you think of the demographic of the people we're talking about and they're talking about they have to go to seven, eight, nine weddings this year. And that's probably why people have the impression that destination weddings are so great because they're going to cut their numbers down. They're going to spend a load of time Big Brother style with people. They're going to rent a villa. They're going to have a pool party and they're going to have a great time. Reality, it's not always like that. Tech saying, I'm planning a small ceremony in Italy and hoping the distance will put people off coming. To be honest, I only want as few people as possible there. Another, my friend is having two weddings, one ceremony in Ireland and one in Spain, the best of both worlds. Another, after sweating bricks at my friend's wedding in Portugal, I'm not keen to go to any more destination weddings. How much do you spend on a destination wedding? 
there is a fallacy that you're going to spend a lot less, but then there less. are the less going to a destination wedding as a couple planning it because they think they're going to get better value. They think they're going to reduce their numbers. Doesn't always happen that way because, you know, at the end of the day, you start with your guest list. Your guest list is your guest list regardless. Do never, never assume that you're going to drop 20%. It doesn't always happen. And then there are lots of hidden costs with destination weddings. People don't factor in the cost of their flights, having to go over to do all of the meetings, go for tastings, do trials, everything like that. So you're not, necessarily saving a huge amount if you do it as a cost per guest. So I always talk to our couples about our cost per guest and they go, what do you mean by that? And I'm going, that is the cost to put that person's bum on the seat at your wedding. Do you like them X amount to do to invite them? And if you don't, they shouldn't be on your list. In the but they have to place. pick up their own airfare, don't they? They have to pick up their own. Exactly. Pla- yes. And they pick up their own hotel bills when they get they there. Do, yeah. So unless that Yeesh. a couple um, maybe for their bridal party will pay for the bridal party. So they so have to much? ask. I want to go to Portugal, <laughs> have an old wedding, throw 100 people into Portugal. How much will it cost you me? You see, sometimes you can get it. You can do have really good value, but it's much lower, um, lower number. And maybe it's, you know, it's 30, 40,000 euro. <laughs> For destination. Yeah. But I mean, destination weddings as well, you can spend 100,000, 200,000, but you can spend that anywhere as well. It do is people not actually spend 200 grand on a wedding? They do. Genuinely? Genuinely. Like the price of a house? It's well, a house in Leitrim, but a house nonetheless. <laughs> and the rest as well. And that is why so I should say I'm not disparaging so Leitrim. There was a study last week that showed that house prices were cheapest in Leitrim. So it's the only place you'll get a new one in it around the two. But that is why but Ireland is so popular for destination weddings because they're getting much better value compared to North America. So if you want to get bang for buck, where do you spend your money and where do you save your money? So I would ask a different question. I would say, what is important to you as a couple and you spend your money on that? Okay, what about my question? Because I quite liked it. (laughs) So you spend your money on the things like you spend, if food is important to you, you spend the money on the food and you don't spend it on all of the other decor bits. If decor is really important to you, so it is, you can save, you can always save money on weddings. But you remember the Quinns with their 100 grand wedding cake? Is it, are there certain things like that where you can go, look, you can get a cheap oak cake, you throw it a couple of layers, you spend a But you can get a cake for display purpose that you're never going to cut. I mean, reality is people are, you're not going to necessarily sometimes cut the cake. People, people like cakes cake. they don't eat. Yeah. Genuine, you, really? Genuinely, they have cakes they don't eat. Like some people love, have, love cheese. So I go, is cake, do you like cake? If you love cake, have a cake. If you don't love cake, have cheese or don't have a cake. I'm not like all the cake makers will hate me now. Is it like now, a rental like, cake or do you get one made specially that isn't a fake cake? You can have a fake cake made. You're not necessarily going to save Does on it. Does anybody not sit around looking at it going, is any, are we going to eat that like, at any have point? You, how many times have you ever seen a cake being cut in front of you? I think I've only been to three weddings and I recall there was a cake cut in at least one of them. Yeah, but how much of the cake was cut? I, I can't now recall. You see, sometimes there will be a... It'll be partially fake. It'll be partially fake. Yeah. So if you want to get in, if somebody is coming to you and saying, look, I'm going to put myself entirely in your hands. I'm going to um, give you carte blanche. Would you recommend to exploit what we have in Ireland or would you say, I'm going to send you to Mauritius? I would say, what is important to you? What is important for your guests and how much do you want to spend? And let's look at your guest numbers and try and and how much look at and make the best use of your budget. And that's what like if you are doing a destination wedding, you should always book a planner locally or a planner that you know and bring them with you because they are going to save you their fee in the mistakes that you're going to make. 
If somebody wants to get hold of you, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me at tarafay.ie. Tara, thank you very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.